everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are so excited about the next few uh, messages. Please make sure that if you have not um, caught up with the Kingdom Concepts from the past, please go back. You can always find them. But uh, today, in the next few uh, sessions, I'm super excited. We're going to be talking about leadership. And so that's an area that I really, really feel strongly about. I feel like, you know, you do such a great job talking about leadership. And there's so many things that we could cover. But we just have four things to cover. So um, go ahead. Why don't you get started, babe? Well, you know, uh, you've heard the saying, you know, uh, someone can be a natural born leader. Yes. And I just don't believe that. You know, it, it requires training. It, it it requires you having the wisdom and the understanding of yes. what it is to be a great leader. And, um, you know, and everybody has a leadership 101, and that's what we're doing today. But we don't have time for 101 things. But there are some <laughs> things that are very important that yeah. we've seen that have helped us. And, and these are things that we not only implement within ourselves, but also within our ministry uh, and also within the ministry that we do to pastors and leaders around the world in the mm -hmm. different uh, conferences mm -hmm. that we do. Uh, so there's a lot of things. And every one of those leadership principles, they're vital. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the ones that stood out for me is that, you know, when it comes to ministry and when it comes to being a leader or a business owner, you want to be a person that leads strong. Yes. And it's important that you get the tools to help you to develop properly so that way you don't make a bunch of mistakes mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. your beginning. You can start strong and you can stay strong. And I think that sometimes what happens when people get born again, you know, we're excited about God. We want to be doing more for the Lord. And I've seen people get so busy wanting to do ministry that they're busy doing things for God, mm -hmm. but they're not doing things with God. Yeah. And I think it's vital that you start off being strong in the Lord. And then he'll make what you do for him strong. You yeah, know? you know, I feel like there's a there's a time and when we get saved, we discover that we need to be new creatures. We need to have things change inside of us. And I honestly, when we get saved, I think that the only thing that we're really good at leading people in is to Christ. That's pretty much it. Where mm -hmm. we have this experience, we have this uh, thing that has happened. We're excited about it, and we can lead people to Christ. But as far as leading them, uh, like, let's say, in ministry or something like that, I think that takes a little bit of time because we need to know God. You need to know him. And the more that you know God, you're going to have those attributes, those uh, uh, skills, those characteristics of God that make you be a really, really good leader. So knowing God, like you said, is the most important thing to being a good leader. Yeah, and, and keeping that. Yes, because some people get, you know, when you're starting off, you're leaning on him for everything. You know, my prayer has always been there. And in anything I've done for the Lord is, God, you better use me because I'm going to look bad. Yeah. But you're going to look worse. Yeah. And I, I think the greatest example of the heart that a true leader needs to have from the Bible is the Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. I mean, you read over in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. And I love what it says in the Amplified Bible. It just puts it so clear because here's a man that accomplished so much. I mean, he, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He knew the, the letter of the law. I mean, when it came to persecuting the church before his conversion, you know, I mean, this man was at the forefront. You know, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. And when he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ on that road to Damascus, something changed. Yeah. And something compelled him to where as a leader, he wrote, you know, two-thirds of the New Testament were written by mm -hmm. the Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. But yet when it comes down to all the things that he went through and all the ministry that he accomplished, he lays out right here in Philippians 3 what was most important. And here in verse 10 it says this. 
says, for my determined purpose. It wasn't just accidental. Yeah. It was on purpose. Yeah, it was yeah. determined. My determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which exerts itself over believers, and that I may so share in his suffering as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death in the hope. Amen. Amen. So we see right here that the Apostle Paul, he said, the thing that matters the most to me, he said, my determined purpose in everything is that I may know him. Amen. You know what? What really catches me about this translation and what I really, really love about this translation is just two, two words that are life-changing. Number one, determined. Yeah. It's a determination. You, no matter beyond all things, beyond all circumstances, beyond everything, I'm determined to be a good leader. I'm determined to follow Christ. Determined. I, I love that word. And we have to be determined to be a good leader. We have to de- be determined to be a good follower of Christ. If we're not a good follower of Christ, we're not going to be good leaders. Determined and then continually. Yeah. We cannot be determined on Sunday to be a good leader. Determined on midweek service to be a good leader. Determined when we're around our our Christian friends, but not continually determined. Yeah. So that that for me is really important to, yeah. to continually be determined to be a good leader. Yeah, because you have to be great with God mm-hmm. before you can be great for yes. God. I love when you say that. You say that a lot. I love when you say that. Because, you know, I mean, how many times have we seen people that have gotten born again and they're excited? They have fresh fire. Mm-hmm. They have wildfire. And I, wildfire is better than no fire. Yes. When we got saved, we had passion. We had fire. Uh, but we needed mentorship. We needed to grow and understand. In you don't yeah. lose the fire. No. You never lose the passion, never lose the fire. And and I'll tell you right now, if if you've been saved for a while, saved for years, if there's no passion and there's no fire in what you're doing right now with God, you need to ask yourself what's going on because you, you never lose your passion for God. You never lose your fire for God. It's not just another day being saved. It's another day you have a plan and a purpose, and, and you have to have that fire. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's vital. Yes. You have to protect your flame. But the Bible says people shouldn't launch out and be used in great positions, mm-hmm. you know, when they first start off because— yes. You know, it'll cause them to fall. And we've seen that happen. Yes, And I've seen people get so committed to doing something for God, but they never took the time to lay the foundation that's needed to become a great leader, a great person, you know, in the kingdom. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is someone that can do great things for the Lord. And and I think with that, you know, um, with leadership, you know, comes great responsibility, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and there's personal things that you have to possess as a leader. You have to have integrity you have to have godly character because um godly character is the only thing that can keep you where the anointing takes you i love that yes it's true i mean how many times you know do you see people rise and then fall and you know they got this anointed powerful ministry and then all of a sudden you know bam it just fizzles out well i think a lot of times people mistake charisma for character Really, they do. There's a lot of charisma. The person talks good. He says good. And he, you know, people are drawn to him. And and there's charisma there. But the character is lacking. You have to have character. Charisma helps, you know, and I and I really I say that a lot about you, babe, that that you do have charisma. You I mean, you will talk to a light post and get that light post saved, baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. You have charisma. 
but the character is with it. And that's why I think it's easy for people to follow you because there's character lined up with that charisma. And, and we need both, you know, because you need to be likable. You, you can't want people to follow you and be a jerk, you know, be yeah. mean and nasty. And just because I have this position, I could treat anybody how I want. Or because I have this position and I'm over you, you're going to follow me and I'm going to say and be and be the be just a jerk. You know, we can't be that way, you know. goes yeah. back to what you were saying about integrity and character. Yeah, you know, um, you to be a leader, you have to have the ability to obtain mm -hmm. followers. Mm -hmm. And if nobody's following you, then you're not a leader. You're just out for a walk. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you have to have the ability to attract. Um, and when you have godly character, mm -hmm. you know, people are going to see, you know, the Lord moving in what you do and where where God's taking you. And they'll want to be a part of it. Because mm -hmm. this is the thing is that if people people will support a leader more than they'll support the vision. Mm. Be and, and this is why. Because if I can believe in an individual, then I'll have no problem believing in what they're doing. That's good. But That's if I'm good. a jerk, yeah. you know, if I'm the kind of leader that, you know, demands, and if I'm the kind of leader, you know, that, that has no uh, heart for the people that are serving with me, then, you know, they're, they're going to have a hard time following me. And when it comes to integrity, Satan's always trying to compromise mm -hmm. that. In people's mm -hmm. lives, you know, there's a lot of good ministers and good ministries that have yes. fallen by the wayside because integrity wasn't where it belonged. And basically what integrity is, is when what you do and what yes. you say agree. Yes, you cannot. When they're the same. Yes, you cannot be, you know, to be a good leader, you cannot be one person behind the pulpit, behind the usher suit, yeah. behind the greeter dressed. I mean, yeah, not that greeters all have to be women, but you, you can't be one person at church and one person uh, at home. It, you have to be the same person. And I always tell, and I've always had, and I really feel like this is a, a, just a compliment that I get a lot, is you know you're always you're the same person at home that yeah. you are at church. And I told, one person was telling me this, and I said, listen, I said, it's too difficult to be two different people. I said, I don't know who I'm this person with or that person with. I said, for me, it's just a lot better just to be the same all the way around. It's it's more, it's more less work to try to be fake to this person, my real self, so this person. So for me and for you, it's better just to be the same all the way around. And that means that my integrity level has to stay the same all the way around. I can't let a certain thing slack if I'm with this person that I would never slack with this person about. Yeah. It has to be the same all the way across the board. Yeah, and when it comes to getting people involved in what you're doing, you know, also uh, we believe in leadership by example. Exactly. You know, what, what we wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that, that we wouldn't do ourselves. Yeah. And so we know that we're modeling for them, you know, uh, what we want to see come out of them. Yes. And so that's important. And, and I think that also when it comes to, you know, leadership, you have to know that the vision that you are building is has been authored by God. Yes. That you're not just building your own Yes. But you're building something that God's put inside of you. Yes. But when you have a vision that you know God's given you, man, you, you can commit yourself completely to it because God's not going to lie to you. God doesn't no. dangle carrots of vision in front of us. No. He puts something in front of you that you, it goes beyond your ability. Yeah. God doesn't give you what you're able to handle. God gives you what your potential is capable yes. Of, yes. of handling. Yes. And and so vision will always propel you forward to that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to leadership, this is why it's so important is that Without a vision, the people perish. Well, without people, 
you have a vision that's going that's nowhere. Going nowhere. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you get good visions and good goals that God has to go to the word of God? Yeah. Make sure you have good leadership, good mentorship. Uh, get the goal and I mean, get the vision that God has for you and then begin to create goals. You know, uh, one really important thing is, uh, is making sure that you, um, have it written down. Like you said, have, have your goals written down. And once you have your goals written down, break them up into something small and make you a vision board. You know, um, yeah. our friend Terry Seville always talks about a vision board. And what's that? Just setting it before you. If your uh, a vision is to uh, to be a great leader, you know what? Put pictures up of people like John Maxwell and Zig Ziglar mm-hmm. and Terry Seville Foy. You know, those people that are great leaders that are going somewhere with God. Put those pictures up, you know, and and say, you know what, maybe you don't want to be them. We shouldn't want to be somebody else because God made us who yeah. we are. But we, we, it's okay for us to want to emulate somebody and to be the kind of person that they are. Yeah, you know, and, and because these principles, you see that they're the same when it comes to any organization, whether yes. Christian or not. You're right. You know, because uh, leadership laws and principles are always the same. And, and again, when it, when it comes to goals, God knows that a goal that he gives you to accomplish you know, there, there's wisdom that you have to exercise with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people that have achieved things, they have they have history that mm-hmm. shows that what they've done has been accomplished, what they set out to do. Those are the kind of people you want to follow. Yeah, and, and who you, the people you want to follow, who you want to listen to, and who you want to watch also. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's important that you have proper leaders helping you because the voices in your life will affect the choices in your life. Oh, that's really good. You know, it's like who you listen to, you will become like, mm-hmm. you know. And this is the thing is that maybe your ministry will never be as big as, you know, uh, Kenneth Copeland's or Jerry Seville's or Creflo Dollar's or something like that. But you might, your ministry, you might not be called to have the kind of uh, magnitude or dynamics of ministry that they have, but you can be as holy as that's them. That's right. And that's you can right. be as strong as a leader as they are that's right. in what God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's important for you to to make sure that you're surrounding yourself and that you're pursuing um, those that have a, have a strong presence, mm-hmm. you know, a leadership presence. Uh, and then you can glean from that. You'll mm-hmm. find what you what you like about what they do, what they don't like, and what will apply to what you're doing and, and what won't. And mm-hmm. so... You know, uh, yeah, reading books on leadership is really, really good. Find some books on leadership that are godly. You know, there's a lot of people out there that um, are Christians and they have leadership books out there. There's podcasts you can watch, like what you're watching now. Yeah. Podcasts you can watch. There's uh, books, like I said, books you read or messages on TV, uh, seminars to go to. I know me and you, we've been saved for 26 years, and I think that this year alone we have five. Uh, conferences that we're going to go to, not just that we're going to put on, but we're going to go to. Why? Because we're ever growing. We're ever learning. We, we can't ever get to the place to where, Oh, I already went to that conference. And you know what? It cost me this much to go to that conference last year. Uh, I don't want to go again. I'll just watch it online. Yes. If you have to watch it online, but for us, it's important. We're going to go to leadership conferences. We're going to build ourselves up because we want to always be growing and always be uh, the type of people that are learning things that God wants us to learn. Yeah. We've never arrived. And I think that sometimes people don't invest themselves in things because they think they've arrived. Yeah. And I think that when we get to the place where we've arrived, it's a very, very, it's a very dangerous place because you stop growing. Yeah. In the business world, they call it the Peter principle. Mm-hmm. And basically what that means is that most CEOs have uh, CEOs, have a life expectancy of four years Mm -hmm. because what happens is they come into a corporation 
they have these fresh, innovative, new ideas, and they're trendy, and they step in, and the organization, it grows, it advances. But if they are not in a place where they're growing themselves, mm-hmm. and if they don't remain teachable, then what happens is they try riding out that success without making changes, without growing. And basically, the Peter principle is when a leader grows to his level of incompetence. It's when you come to a place to where you're no longer kind of harsh, though. It's business. Yeah. And it's and it's true. You know, you you want to always be teachable as a leader. We're teachable. I have children teach me things. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always learning. I I learn from anybody and anything because I don't have to experience everything to learn from it. You know, and so I think it's important that, you know, if you're going to be a godly leader. And if you truly want to succeed in, in life, in business, in your home, uh, you know, being the priest of your home maybe, or if you're a single parent, you know, just being everything that your children need um, or in ministry. If you're a pastor watching this broadcast, you know, you need to step towards these principles. And there's so many other things that you can be doing. We've laid out some of the foundational things today that have helped us. And... Um, it's important. It's important, amen, that we grow in our leadership. Before you, you pray right now just for the people, uh, you, you mentioned something about getting the, coming to the level of, of incompetence. Do you feel like it's because we're doing so good and we are better than this person or better than that person and we go to these meetings and we read these books? Do you feel like people get comfortable? I they think, get comfortable at that level that they are because it's good? I think that sometimes... Um, People step into a place they've never been. They do something they've never done, and something amazing happens. And what happens is they ride that experience for too long. And mm-hmm. what happens is that what was a blessing now becomes a limitation. Oh, that's good. That's you know, good. and this is what I've always said. Good is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. Everything we've done has been good, but there's always something greater in front of us. Now, I want to pray with you today, man. We want to come together and join our faith with you that your leadership is going to take off and that God's going to do something in your life, in your business, in your home, in your ministry, in whatever area it is that you need to have leadership. Mm-hmm. Our prayer is that God's going to raise you up and that God's going to surround you with people that will help bring out the best in you. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just pray right now, Lord, for every person, Lord, under the sound of our voice. We pray, Lord, that you would just move mightily and that you'd take these principles, Lord, that you've had us share today, and, Lord, that you would cause there to be great increase, and, Lord, that you would cause... Lord, the eyes of their understanding to open wide, and Lord, that they'd be able to lay hold of the the blessing, Lord, that is contained in every one of these truth nuggets, Lord, that we shared today. Lord, we pray, cause them to be the best leader that they could ever be, and Lord, surround them with people, Lord, that will believe in them and believe in the vision, Lord, that you've given them to carry. We just pray this blessing over them now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. We love you. It's been good, amen? And we got more things that we're going to be sharing with you guys. Stay tuned, amen? And uh, we'll be seeing you soon.